What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. The Chicago Bulls face today a Houston Rockets team that's already beat them once this season. Can the Chicago Bulls show up with the same level of defense and focus that they showed against the Denver Nuggets against the Houston Rockets? We're going to preview that game. We're also going to look at possible point guard acquisitions the Bear, the Bulls could go after um, in the offseason if Lonzo Ball is indeed still not going to be ready to go. And then we're going to dive into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. I'm the host here, Hayes. You guys can follow me right off the top. And as we know, the Chicago Bulls face a team in the Houston Rockets that's already upset us, if we're even calling it upset once this season. The Bulls have to go into Houston with the level of focus to just take care of business. We saw what this team looked like in one of the against one of the better teams in the NBA against the Denver Nuggets, and can the Bulls keep it up? That is the biggest question surrounding this team, but that has been the question really around this team since the start of the season, the up and down play from the Chicago Bulls and the inconsistencies on the defensive side of the ball. That is where the Bulls need to continue to have their identity is in how they play defense. Now, the offense, it 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 you know, it playing through Zach Levine absolutely looks better and things like that, and we'll talk about that. But the Bulls need to come out and snuff out a younger team. And how do the Bulls respond with the energy and scrappiness of the Houston Rockets team? That is something that the Bulls have just not done a good job at all season. It's teams that are young, scrappy, have energy, just refuse to go away. Those teams have continued to give the Chicago Bulls issues all throughout the season. And we already know the matchup issues do exist there with the Chicago Bulls. Singoon is a monster. And he can cause absolute issues for Nikola Vucevic on the defensive side of the ball. Jabari Smith, Tari Eason, both of them playing at the four at times. These are players, again, who bring that energy. Now, I do think Alice Caruso can have a much better, uh, you know, fare better in, in guarding probably Tari Eason than what he did other forwards. But this still is another game that at least you look at on paper and say, this can be a game in which Patrick Williams can start. Now, Pat has definitely found his rhythm off the bench, so I don't know if Billy Donovan is going to change that. I don't necessarily know if he should either. But with that being said, you know, how the Bulls respond to the length of the Houston Rockets is also going to be a major part of this game. When you look at Kenya Martin Jr., Jabari Smith, uh, uh, Sengun, uh, Jalen Green, uh, all in that lineup for the for them, that is a, a long athletic lineup that can cause fits for the Chicago Bulls in this game. So the defense is going to be important. How they respond to that youth, how they respond to them going on runs because it's going to happen at some point in this game, unless the Bulls just show up and just give that amazing defensive effort that we've seen from them in, in a couple of games, the Bulls can't have another letdown. They're trying to do this playing push. I still have my doubts around the Chicago Bulls' ability to make the playing tournament, but with the Washington Wizards losing yesterday, this is the opportunity for the Bulls to move back into that spot and then continue winning to, to get a more firm grip on that spot as the season goes on. We got 16 games left in the season. The Bulls have need to have a 85 to 90 win percentage to even hope to get into that area. So we'll see what the Bulls do. They need to avoid that let in. And does Zach Levine keep up his elite offensive play, right? He's been playing out of this world. We've talked about it. Over 50% shooting from uh, both field goal and three-pointer, 90% from free throw range. He is killing it right now, averaging over 30 points per game in the seven games since the All-Star break. 
But even if Zach doesn't necessarily have that amazing type output again, and it's more of a normal output from a player, who then steps up from the Chicago Bulls? Is DeMar going to be able to go to work in the fourth, as we've seen him do at times? Is it going to be Patrick Williams again stepping up off the bench? Do our role players play, play, play a bigger role? Does Kobe have another scoring output? We're going to need the offense to be balanced, right? We're going to need the offense to be efficient. And if, for example, Zach Levine does have a off night, which knock on wood because I hope he doesn't because the offenses look much better when Zach Levine gets going. But if Zach does have an off night, which is bound to happen at some point during this stretch, how then do the Bulls respond to that? Who steps up in place of Zach Levine to give us the energy that we will need and to hit shots? We need it. And we'll see what happens. And if the Chicago Bulls can do what's needed in this game against the Houston Rockets, I have my doubts. I have my concerns. But we know what this team can be when they play well. And Billy Donovan is going to have to come with another game plan to help counteract the length, athleticism, and just overall energy that the Houston Rockets come. And we're going to have to find a way to snuff that energy out and to keep the crowd from getting in the game. That's what the Bulls are going to have to do tonight against the Houston Rockets. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That they, they need to take care of business. Right now, the Bulls are at a place where they don't have a lot of leeway. And we also have a voicemail from Jamal, and he basically pointed it this way. The Chicago Bulls have no tomorrow. They need to take care of business every single night. They can't keep looking at, well, we, we'll get the next one. And, you know, we'll talk about that when we get to Jamal's voicemail, but that is poignant and true. The Bulls need to take care of business because tomorrow isn't promised and your playoff play-in lives are not going to be determined. You have to win the matchups every single day. But all right, let's get into the next topic where we're going to talk about some of the best point guards that could be out there for the Chicago Bulls this offseason if they need to add that depth considering the uncertainty around Lonzo Ball. All right, and so th this list is a mix of veterans and, and youth and kind of the Bulls kind of getting being able to do both if they can. And the first one that I have on here is Trey Jones. And when you look at Trey Jones, he's 23 years old, so it would fit the Bulls' timeline to a degree. This year, he's averaging 12.6 points per game, 3.5 rebounds, and 6.2 assists on 43% shooting. Pretty damn good numbers, but his ability to facilitate is why I want him here. Yes, I like the fact that he can score a little bit, and he does put points on the board. But when you also look at it, um, the fact of the matter is he averages those 6.2 assists while only turning the ball over less than two times per game. That turnover-to-assist ratio is exactly what you need him to do. And you know on a San Antonio team, in which uh, Pop preaches just moving the ball around as a whole, Again, now, is this a pie-in-the-sky uh, deal? Because, yes, he's a restricted free agent this offseason, so it, it leaves something to be determined if the Bulls are going to be able to, to, to put a, a, a deal together big enough to, to pry him away from the San Antonio Spurs. But, again, I have him on the list just because of that. And if the Bulls do end up getting a designated player exception for, uh, for Alonzo Ball, if something goes Ari this, uh, this offseason after the surgery— they could definitely, you know, use that exception, which would be around ten and a half million dollars, to go after a player like Trey Jones. Now that may come by, and here's the question I'm going to throw to you guys: If it does come by Trey Jones, a, t a player that's been pretty solid, you may at that point have to let Kobe White, Io. You may even have like uh, you don't know, right? You you. But again, this is a player that if you're not sure and you don't want to attach big time, long term money, but it's still going to be a, a, a decent contract. Trey Jones is absolutely a player that can come in. But I'm going to look, the next one I'm going to go to is a veteran, and that is a Mike Conley. Now, we know what Mike Conley can be. He's going to be a scrappy player. He's definitely going to be able to facilitate. He uh, doesn't necessarily look to score as well. He's a very unselfish point guard, a veteran who can come in. You can maybe get him for a little bit over the veteran minimum, especially if we look at uh, dealing with an exception, whether it be the mid-level exception or designated player exception. Mike Conley is another one that I do think the Bulls 
could could potentially target and go after. Now, this next one, this is a if everything, if somebody just wants, like, we know it's D'Angelo Russell. And the Lakers are probably going after Kyrie Irving next season, which is going to leave D'Angelo Russell, the odd man, out. And considering he's dealing with injury concerns and some concerns around him in his play overall, what what would he be willing to come to this team um, and fill in? Maybe uh, on just a one-year deal, maybe a two-year deal to kind of re-up his stock and then go back into the free agent market. The Bulls could look to do something like that if it's, if they decide to go their youth with huge scoring upsides, not necessarily the facilitator that the other players on the list are, but he is somebody that the Bears, the Bears, the Bulls could potentially target. Next one up is Dennis Smith Jr. Now, this is a guy who's really uh, revamped his career um, in a lot of ways. He's, he's kind of, he was looked at his rookie year as being kind of the next man up and a, and a potential another great point guard, scoring point guard to come in. And then very early, like it, he was moved because Luka came in and then his career kind of went down. So now he's had a bit of a resurgence with the, uh, the uh, Charlotte Hornets. Again, not anything amazing here. Keep in mind, I'm not necessarily saying franchise level point guards. I'm just saying to add depth. Dennis Smith Jr. averaging 8.7 points per game, 2.8 rebounds, 4.5 assists on 42.5% shooting. This is another guy that you could potentially come in, could be your starter, could give you some solid things on the offensive side of the ball, not necessarily defensive side of the ball. And then you could definitely move him to the bench, and he has that scoring potential where he can maybe be a scorer for you off the bench. I don't know how likely this one is, but again, wanted to include him on the list. And then lastly, is the player that we already have and somebody who's who's more than likely going to be the one we bring back, and that's Pat Bev, right? Bringing Pat Bev back, we get an extended look at him for the remainder of the season and maybe a play-in push to really see how he, how he impacts this team, which we've already gotten. Zach Levine's been playing his best basketball of the season since Patrick Beverly has come on this team. So I do think that Pat Bev is probably the most likely candidate if we do get word of the Bulls do feel that Lonzo Ball as it's probably going to be the case. It's not going to be ready to go by the start of the season. Let me know down below, what are some free agent targets you would like to see the Bulls go after when it comes to point guard this offseason, considering the uncertainty around Lonzo Ball? All right, let's get into the next topic for today, and we are about to jump right in to the voicemails for today. It's Saturday. If you guys don't know, if you're new around here, uh, weekends, we always do mailbags, and we'll get into the first one. This one is from Eads from Eads Instruments. What's up, Hayes? This is Eads of Eads Instruments. And uh, I got to say, man, first things first, dude, you are fucking hilarious, man. <laughs> when I see you roasting people in the comment section, all I'm doing is just laughing my ass up. Bro, you got some talent, man, and uh, I wish you the best going forward. And also, too, man, I'm, I'm really – I'm on the same page with you. I think that, you know, the Chicago Bulls right now just don't have a chance to make anything in the playoffs. I mean, if they have a chance, but it's like what, like 5%? You know, like – I feel like Billy Donovan's just kind of shit in the bed right now with the talent that he has, and I don't think he understands the full, you know, all of the tools that he has in his toolbox, you know, so it doesn't really make sense to just, like, try to keep on pushing for a playoff spot when, when it's like, we just, we just keep on, we keep on failing, man, and, you know, we, we, Zach Levine is coming up big, but, you know, we really have to – I feel like the Bulls really need to take some time to develop the talent that they have. and So, yeah, man, I just uh, wanted to say what's up, man. I love the channel and keep going, man. Later. All right. And so Eads uh, says the Bulls don't have a, a, a chance of making a playoff run, push, whatever you want to call it. And, yeah, I mean, you guys know I have my doubts around the Bulls even making the play-in tournament, uh, which statistically they're not eliminated from. I just have my doubts on if they're going to be able to keep up the intensity and heart needed to go on the type of run they're going to need to go on on the back half of the season to make this work. I just have my doubts around it. 
But we'll see. And those doubts will be answered when we see how, the, how this team continues to play night in and night out. But I love what you said here, Eves, as far as developing talent, right? We have to develop our talent. And whether, whatever comes in this offseason, whatever we do, the young talent that we have on the roster that we keep, that we're going to have as a part of this team and this team's future, we have to do a better job at putting them in the, in the best situations to develop. Patrick Williams, to his credit, moving to the bench, the aggression has been there. I don't know if it's like the chip on the shoulder from not being a starter or whatever, but if this version of Patrick Williams that we got, and keep in mind, it's not always going to be via scoring, but just him being aggressive and finding ways to impact the game, that's the player that you want to see. I know, theoretically, you move him to three, you don't have DeMar, he's going to get more shot opportunities, things like that, but whatever it comes down to, we have to develop our talent. And that's where my biggest concern also with head coach Billy Donovan comes in at. I just have not seen from Billy Donovan what we were sold on on his ability to develop players, and that has been a huge concern for me personally. And we'll see how it continues to go for the team overall, but it's just been a huge concern of mine because I just feel like Billy has left a lot on the table, a lot to be desired, I guess I should say, in the way that he has developed and put these younger players in position or just not use some of them, even when we were already struggling. So it, it's things like that that I do have issues with. We'll see how it continues to develop and what Billy Donovan could do. But I do think that whatever we, however we retool this team, the, the players that we have on this team, and this is a little rant that I went on when it came to Marco Simonovic, we have to stop giving or leaving people on this team that we are not going to actually develop. Marco, experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Simonovich, Dalen Terry, Patrick Williams, Kobe White, Io DeSumo, if they are going to be on this team next season and have roles, well, no, they need roles. They need that, that role to be able to develop in some stretch of the imagination. We have to get them in there. So that's kind of my thought on that one. Thank you for leaving your first voicemail, Eves, and thank you for being a big supporter of the channel, even with dealing with my craziness on the live streams. I appreciate you, man. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one is from JT. Hey, what's good? Hey, it's still JT. Um, so I'm, I want to pose a question, and it's about P. Will, or a couple questions. Can P. Will create his own shot? Can P. Will shoot the three? Can P. Will handle the ball as far as definitely like getting downhill? Can he play good defense? All of those questions more than likely are yes, right? So I was thinking about this. What do you think about the new direction of the Bulls going like this? As the the main two focal points of the offense being Zach, exactly what he's doing right now, not handling the ball, not being a like just responsible to handle the ball, but just scoring. And P Will back at three and us getting like a pure like 
stretch for, like, that could rebound or just afford that to rebound and, like, post up and stuff like that and getting rid of DeMar or having DeMar in his San Antonio role but he, but coming off the bench, either, like, trading DeMar or him coming off the bench. The reason why I say this, I think that the Bulls should do, like, Boston's direction. Boston has Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I mean, JT played a four, but he's, like, a legit three. Jalen Brown is, like, a legit two. And I think that the Bulls should do that and go, like, more of a wing dynamic because it gives you a clear-cut, like, direction of, okay, who's the, you know, Zach he can score. But I think, like, Zach could be our number one. But if not our number one, I still feel like Patrick Williams should be the number one. And the reason why I say that is because if you look at Pat, um, he's younger, and then you look at the fact, like, what would the Bulls be if you gave Patrick Williams 18 to 24 shots? A game like he can ball handle, he can handle the ball good, and he good at getting downhill and bringing Demar like off the bench if he want to stay with the Bulls in that capacity, like in that role. But me personally, I think that um, P. Will should definitely get more shots. Um, and I don't know, I just think that we just need a better direction. Like make Zach and Pat our one one A. Tell me what you think, Hayes. All right. JT uh, leaves kind of something I've been talking about. Zach Levine being the main focal point of the offense and Patrick Williams potentially moving back to the three, moving DeMar DeRozan to the bench. And I do think that that could be a role that could work for everyone. Now, I don't know if DeMar would be willing to accept that. And, he, and given, given what he's still able to do, he, would be, he wouldn't be in the wrong for not accepting that on a team that's struggling, right? So I do think that the best bet is eventually moving from, off from DeMar I don't know if it actually happens, right? I'm not calling for it to happen. I do think in my, from what I've seen in, in my in review of the, of the team, that would probably be best. You can get assets back to kind of retool that help modernize the offense and things like that. But at the end of the day, we know that this team, I've said it before, your favorite Chicago Bull, whoever you are, whatever one of your favorite Chicago Bulls players are, there's a high probability they will not be back on this team next season, at least one of them, two of them, because something needs to change, and we need to change this roster in a way that does modernize the offense. It does not have the same limitations that we've seen from this team for the last two seasons. We need to do some work and some change, and unfortunately, Lonzo Ball ain't walking through that door doesn't seem anytime soon. He may roll through that door after surgery, but he's not walking through that door and getting on the court for you anytime soon, unfortunately. And because of that, we cannot be sold still on the concept of, well, when Lonzo gets healthy and Lonzo comes back, we feel pretty confident. No, this team needs changes. It needs immediate changes. And I, I, I have my concerns about Billy Donovan and his ability to do that. Now, as far as Billy, uh, Patrick Williams being a bigger part of the offense, here's what I'll say. I would love Patrick Williams to get 10 calls played for him, 10 plays called for him a game, but it's still up to him for him, for him to stay aggressive, stay active when he's not getting those play calls and still find a way to impact the game when he's not getting plays and shots. And I think he's slowly starting to do that and understand that role. And this stint on the bench has helped him realize that some. Let's see if it's going to be consistent. Let's see if it finishes the season with that. I hope that he can. Um, I have faith in the young guy. Let's see how it goes. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one is from Shay. What's up, hey? This is Shay. You know, I don't know if you've caught on to this when watching the Bulls games, but I draw... Andre Drummond seems like he's really not that motivated ever since Goran Dragic left the team. Now, I don't know. I could be looking at it from a wrong view, but if you notice, he's not really hustling on the boards like he normally would and normally used to. But hell, 
I saw much better hustle from him in Brooklyn and Brooklyn and the Philadelphia 76ers last year than what he's doing on the boards this year with the Bulls. Now, we've seen this before. That's why he probably got benched. But in the last couple of games since the go-around Dragic left, he hasn't really looked too motivated. You know, you know maybe I'm just saying that because he's getting out-rebounded. But I don't know. There's something there where he doesn't really seem too motivated. Anyway, tell me what you think. All right, and, and Shay, here's what I'll say, right? I don't know if it's necessarily the Goran Dragic portion of it, Shay. The way that I look at it is that it's the inconsistent role. Billy Donovan just doesn't use Drummond in a consistent way. And he, like, there's stretches of it, right? We'll go four or five games where Drummond gets 15, 16 points, uh, points, uh, uh, minutes consistently, and then it goes back to the five minutes, the six minutes, the not playing in fourth quarters. And there's going to be some of that. There are some matchups that, especially if we're rocking and rolling, that Drummond just is not going to play very many minutes in. But I do think that that's why you see, uh, uh, not Drogic, that's why you see Drummond not as necessarily engaged as what he was at one point in the season. You got to feed the big man. And Drummond, just like most, most big men, right? And this isn't a thing just with Drummond, not with Vooch. Most big men, you have to reward your big man. You have to get them involved in the offense. Get them a couple of pick and rolls uh, opportunities. Get them a couple alley-oops. You have to do that. Now, that is what Gorn was great at doing. Gorn Drogic was amazing at keeping Andre Drummond involved in the game. So, you know, maybe that plays a part into it as well, but I do think that the, the up and downness and the inconsistencies around his role definitely plays a part in that as well. In my opinion, you guys can let me know what you think down below. All right, let's get into the last voicemail for today. This one is from Jamal. What's up, hey? This is your boy Jamal back again. Another voicemail for you. I got three minutes. Let's get into it. So it's another week down, and again, the Bulls continue to show why they are the most up and down ass-back routine in the entire NBA for whatever odd reason. We lose to the Indianapolis Pacers, but then turn around and beat the number one seed Utah uh, Denver Nuggets. And not even beat them, we blow them out by the end of the game. I don't know why it is that we do this for ourselves, but we do it for some odd reason. Um, in positive news, uh, Zach Levine looks like he's back to being Zach Levine. Maybe it's because he has Patrick Beverly there to kind of run the point more often along with other guys um, to where that he can't purely focus on scoring, and that's what's helping him get his rhythm back. Maybe it was the week off he took from the uh, All-Star break that kind of let him get his uh, get as healthy as possible. I don't know, but it looks good. It's good to see Zach doing much better, and he's adding pretty good defense to it. Um, Patrick Williams getting kind of up, kind of down, but – for the most part, I will say that him coming off the bench has been a bit of a positive. I like the fact that him coming off the bench, he shows a little bit more aggression. I don't know if that's his way of saying I deserve to be starting or if that's his way of understanding that while I'm on the coming off the bench, I can be that main go-to guy or secondary option because usually it's usually either Jamal or Zach that's out there with them. Um, but for the most part, it's only one. It's not normally both, I mean, sometimes it's both of them, but for the most part, it's, it's usually one of them, so it gives him a chance to be a lot more decisive and attack uh, uh, and, and when it comes to scoring. So I'm kind of liking that. I'm kind of interested in seeing how he progresses from here and how that affects, you know, us moving into the offseason uh, with the idea of maybe we do need to give up uh, Jamar and uh, let Patrick get play small forward and get a nice defensive uh, power forward who can you know win one. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a coach. I ain't a. I don't want organizations. I don't know. Um, finally, you know, I think I can't even remember who we have to play tonight. Um, the Rockets, if I'm correct, yeah, we got to play the Rockets. 
the Wizards lost last night, so I think we're like half a game behind them in the play-in. Here's what the Bulls need to understand, and I can't, I don't even think that we, we have the tiebreaker against them, but here's what the Bulls need to understand. It's like Rocky three when Apollo Key was training Rocky, and Rocky just kept, like, shelling up and everything. What did Apollo say to him? There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow, and the Bulls need to take that shit to heart. There is no tomorrow. You got to get this done or you're out. And I'm, and, and that's just a little bit, and, and, and it's the truth. You either get lost and get it or you out. Anyway, see red, go Bulls. All right. Yes. I agree with you. Everything that you said there, Jamal. Coming off the bench has been working for Patrick Williams hugely. Um, and Zach Levine being better with Pat Bev. Listen, the proof is in the pudding. Now, I do want to say that everyone who's kind of been pointing out and making it, well, Zach Levine has only played good with Pat Bev. No, Zach Levine has been improving his game since about mid-December where it seemed like he's really started, like, trusting his leg, his, his knee again and, and trying to get to the lane a little bit more. But we have seen the best version of Zach Levine playing with Patrick Beverly, absolutely. And that's what having a point guard that doesn't necessarily look for their own shot that does look to set up other players, that is the importance of that role and having that for a player like Zach Levine who doesn't necessarily have the best basketball IQ. So I love that part of Zach. Now, as far as getting rid of DeMar, you, you guys know how I feel about it. I've been very vocal on that. Uh, I, I I do think that the Bulls should look to move off DeMar in the right deal. I don't think that it's, I'm not saying that it's this thing where we go into the offseason like no matter what, let's get rid of DeMar. But if you can send him to a place in which you're getting either draft picks, young players back, or, or a player, or uh, even if it's a veteran, another veteran piece that just balances out this roster a little bit more, I think you kind of have to do that. And so we'll see what they do in this offseason. But I love the way that you ended this, right? There is no tomorrow. Like, the Bulls have to uh, adopt a mindset of, listen, we got to get this done. There, there, like, to just put a point, there is no tomorrow, right? There is not. If you're not, if you're not fixing and solving the now, you, you can't even worry about tomorrow. And the Bulls right now are at the point where, Every single game, you have to laser focus in that game. You don't have the luxury looking forward to this matchup. You don't have the forward to looking looking forward to the to matchups two days down the road or going back home. You have to own every single matchup that's in front of you. That's each player individually on each night. That's the coach looking at the team every single night. That's the Bulls as a team looking at the team that's in front of them. Everything. You have to own your matchup. You have to own your defense. You have to own every shot. You have to own every single minute if this team wants to do something on in the back half of the season they just have to if you truly want to make that plan if you truly think that you have the ability and you trust your 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 team to be able to get there and play with the heart that's needed you got to continue to show us they've showed us a little bit here and there the Denver Nuggets game they showed us a lot but I we need to see it keep going and be consistent for the Bulls over a certain amount of over the rest of the season, not just a number of games over the rest of the season. You're not going to win every game, even if you do give every heart, right? You, uh, every bit of heart, but you need to see that heart from the Chicago Bulls. Like they know and understand the urgency that they're dealing with. And they have put themselves in to end this season. Let's see if they can do it, man. Let me know what you guys think on everything down below. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and or voicemail like you heard on today's episode, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See Red. It's game day. So I'll see you guys tonight, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.